Hey, and welcome to On the Road. I'm your host, Rick Courier. This is the podcast where you get to join me for coffee and cocktails with tech partner marketers. Together, we'll learn from their experience and have a little fun. It's a cold, snowy day outside in Needham, Massachusetts, but it's warm inside the Foundry 90G studios. Today, I'm talking with Dan Kessler of Dell Technologies. I've known Dan for a long time, but literally haven't seen him in over seven years. Since then, he's gone from a content-focused role to helping unify various teams around partner strategies. It's fascinating to learn how Dan has helped develop a framework to align the various teams and how this framework is integrating partners in a way to add value back to Dell and its strategic alliances. Stick around and you might even hear Dan bust out an Australian accent at the end. I hope you enjoy and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. And please give us a rating on Spotify and Apple to help us find new listeners. Cheers. Well, Dan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm really, really excited to be here. Yeah, um, I think it's a perfect day for hot chocolate. I landed this morning and it was snowy and icy out, so. It is indeed. Yeah, I was cleaning, I was just saying, I was cleaning snow off the, the car this morning, bringing the kids to school, so. Isn't that the worst? <laughs> but I've been waiting for my hot chocolate for, for now. Well, cheers. Good to see you. Good it's, to see you too. It's been what, seven years? It's been way too long, yeah, about that. I think that's what I love about this industry, though. Like. Seven years could go by and we could just pick up just like we just left off, you know, and I've had that happen so many times throughout my career and I, I love that about this industry. Yeah, absolutely. I know when we recently connected, I felt like it was just the other day that we had last chatted. So yeah. I can't believe it's actually been that long. Yeah, well, I'm very excited to hear about what you're doing now, which seems a little different than when I left you seven years ago. Um, so I want to talk about your job. I want to talk about your journey. But, but first, I want to say your title because I got a kick out of looking at your title on LinkedIn. So I'm going to read your, your title out loud here. Dan Kessler, Strategic Alliances Integration Leader, Global Marketing Campaigns, Pandel, B2B, B2C, and Garmin. So you got a lot on your plate. I do, yeah. So it's funny. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm doing these days. Um, and it's funny, you know, it started um, as, a, as a little bit less than that, as it, as it typically does, right? Um, so I had started, geez, when we last connected, I was part of our, it was at that point, our, I call it our data center global campaigns team. Okay. Um, Why don't you explain what global campaigns means? So global campaigns is how do we um, kind of lure folks into the market, bring folks to our, our, our Dell.com landing page. Um, and um, we do that through different avenues. Some are um, paid media, some are content, things like that. When we met, I was working on the content team, um, driving that team, and we were building a lot of you know uh, third-party research content. Um, and so when I was on that team, I was kind of ready to kind of shift roles and there was an opportunity that came up with partner marketing and so this role initially started with you know doing more of that data center lens of partner marketing and really focus on those kind of um, again those data center type products like servers and storage and cloud and things like is that, that is that a role that you applied for did they handpick you like what did that what did that move look like for you personally it's a good question so at the time, I was kind of ready to take something new, and, yeah. and the role had been open for a little while. It was a brand new role. It had never been created before within the Global Campaigns organization. Um, what I will say is there's a whole big uh, global alliances and partner management organization yeah. at Dell Technologies. Um, there are whole teams of people dedicated to each, each partner. Um, and so 
really we were looking for somebody specifically in the campaigns org to um, look after, you know, how do we bring in our partners in the right way to our global campaigns. Um, and so the role was really focused on that data center lens uh, based off of what our org structure looked like at the time. Okay. Um, and then, you know, about maybe a year or so later, um, we introduced um, client, which was still part of business. Um, and we were focused on really MB plus. And so brought in that client aspect of it. And then about, I'd say about two years ago almost, we had a big restructure where we brought all global campaigns under under kind of one roof, as I like to call it, um, which includes um, you know, all business, so SB+, plus, um, consumer, uh, gaming. And then you know, there's a, a team that's really focused on things that we do across all, which is Pandel. And so um, at that point in time, I expanded my role. And so, and you know, on LinkedIn, you like to show what's, what's, you know, what are you doing that's different? And I was going to say, oh, well, you know, I'm still doing the same thing. So I was like, all right, how can I make this look like it's a big beefy role that yeah. does all the things I'm doing? So there, there you go. You know, you know it's funny because I, I feel like in my experience working with partner marketers, they wear many hats, and I think that's very clear in, in your title and your description. Like, I mean, that Dell is a big portfolio of products, Absolutely. right? And to manage that across multiple partners, uh, you know, I'd love to just dive in a little bit more about, about what you're doing. But let's go back that that journey. So you you went from non-partner to partner. What was that like? Just dive in, especially in a role that it sounds like it was a brand new role. Maybe it wasn't even thought out, or I don't know. You know, what did that look like? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think the the biggest thing was. You know, as I went into the role, I had worked with with uh, partners, you know, our strategic alliance partners in the past, right? And I was like, oh yeah, I know a lot about you know working with partners. This will be you know a really smooth and easy transition. And man, I couldn't have been more wrong. Like it's not, you know, you, there's the world is so big yeah. when it comes to partner marketing. There's so much to learn. Um, and so when I when I moved into that role, I, you know, I've been really lucky. I've had amazing leaders throughout my career. Um, and I've had the right leader at all the different points in my career. And so the leader that I had at this point in time, um, she had said, you know, take, take a quarter and go figure out where you want to focus from a partner marketing perspective. Um, so that's what I did. I went and I, I interviewed folks within the global campaigns organization to kind of find out what are some of the challenges that they encounter? What would they like to help simplify? What are the, some of the things that they want to learn more about? Um, I met with our field marketing team to kind of understand the same things. You know, what are the things that they're looking for out of this role for me? Uh, and then, of course, I met with our partner marketing team, right? So, you know, I work so closely with them. I wouldn't be able to do my job without them. Um, they are, you know, so core to everything that we go and do. Um, so I worked with them. I was building relationships with them. I think the challenging part, the most challenging part was, you know, when I accepted this role and when I started to kind of think about what it was going to be, it was uh, February of 2020. So I went down to Austin, Texas. Great future ahead, yes, right? Yeah. <laughs> I went down to Austin, Texas, um, and I was kind of explaining what I think my role is going to be. And then I was going to set out to do that three-month exploration. So I, I left Austin, Texas on February 28th of 2020. Oh, jeez. And you know, with the expectation, I was gonna you know travel a lot down to Austin and meet with our partners and meet with the, our internal teams to build that relationship because. As you know, right? I mean, having that face to face time is so important yeah. to build the relationships. And then COVID happened and nobody was traveling, right? And so, you know, all those relationships were built over, um, you know, online meetings, right? Whether it's, you know, Zoom or Microsoft Teams or whatever it may be. How, how, what do you, so I'd love to d dig into that a little bit more because I'm a, I'm a big believer in face to face to help 
not necessarily build relationships, but I believe it does uh, accelerate the rapport process and makes it quicker to get to that relationship standpoint. Like, did it take a little bit longer now that it was all virtual? I guess the one benefit was like there wasn't a choice at that time. Like everybody was right. virtual. Right. But like, what would that look like as you were trying to build these bridges internally, but everything had to be virtual when you were planning to do it face to face? Yeah, it was. It was. I would say the first six months was probably you know the most difficult. You know, there were points in time where I said, you know. You know, you know, meeting, uh, not meetings, um, just conversations with my wife at home. Was this the right move for me? You know, because again, I think um, the big thing about working with partners is, you know, you're working with with external people from from Dell, right? But that's kind of what I had done with in my last role, right? That's you know, I was working with you and others, and and so I felt like it would be a really smooth transition, and it was difficult because there was again, there was a lot to learn. You had to build the relationships. Um, and at some point after that six months of time, something clicked. Mm -hmm. And I, I think a big part of it was the team that, the team that I was working with. I, we had really great people all around. I mean, I can't say enough about the people that I get to work with on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, but there were a handful of us initially that, you know, we, we started joking like that we were just a family. You know, and we were, we were like, you know, you, I was like, you guys are my, my other sisters, right? Like, this is how we're going to, you know, this is a family environment. And we really treated each other that way. Um, and they brought me into everything that they could. They um, helped guide me to, you know, where to go and learn. You know, there are things that I was trying to learn about, you know, I was trying to learn much more about our technology as a whole. I was taking, you know, trainings about our technology. Um, I was, you know, in discussions with partners um, and less so, you know, um, really being the face of the relationship with the partner, but just kind of sitting in meetings and, and listening mm -hmm. and being able to um, kind of take in everything everybody was saying to try to figure out what was going to be the right approach for from a global campaign's perspective. And I, I know you said uh, a little bit ago that there's whole teams dedicated to some of these partnerships. So imagine like just picking a partner like Intel, it's not just you talking to Intel. There's probably various folks at Dell talking Many. to Intel and probably various folks at Intel talking to Dell, right? Absolutely. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's folks that are, you know, from a, a partner-specific perspective, you know, whether it's compliance and claiming, whether it's, you know, the, the kind of partner management piece of it, whether it's, you know, thinking about how do we integrate, you know, Intel across everything that we go and do within the company outside of just global campaigns. There are, um, you know, product marketing people that are focused on on the, the partners. Um, there are, you know, people from a, from across the marketing, from across the company that are really working directly with them. So it's it can be it's a big world, and, yeah. and you get to meet a lot of people though, which do is you, pretty cool. Do you think that, and you have this, you know, speak specifically for Dell because I imagine this is probably similar to every company like Dell and like Intel. Are there challenges where it's like decision by committee and it's hard to move fast and get consensus? Or is, is it the reverse and that you have so many smart people in the room, you come up with really cool ideas? Like, what does that look like with so many people on both sides trying to get things done? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think it's, it can be a little bit of both, right? I think in a, for a lot of decisions, it's very collaborative, mm -hmm. right? We, that's the whole point of partnership, right? You're bringing a bunch of really smart people together um, that, that know, you know, have a whole bunch of different backgrounds and can bring something to the table. And you're in a room and you're talking about what is right for our businesses collectively versus, you know, figuring out what's just right for, for my business. That's really, that's what partnership is all about. So a lot of it is collaborative decisions. You know, of course, there are some decisions that go to, you know, kind of go up the ladder, right? Um, I, I'd say for me, I always make sure that any decision that's being made, I have to make sure that um, that partner management organization is included 100%. I always defer to them. They are, you know, by 
you know, by far the, who I take my, my leads from when it comes to partner specific, when it comes to yeah. campaigns, obviously I have, you know, my, my campaign leadership team. And again, we, you know, we'll collaborate internally together too, to make sure that we're figuring out what, what's the right thing to do for our business. And then, you know, go back to the partner and collaborate on what, what do we do collectively that works for all of us. No, it makes sense. All right. So you're, you're, you're part of this larger team working with, you know, a partner like Intel on the campaign teams, you know, what is what is what are you responsible for? Like, what is what are you trying to achieve from an objective standpoint for for Dell? Yeah, so um, I look at my role as kind of a. There's different seasons of my role throughout the year. Um, you know, probably my my favorite season, which is the longest one, is our planning season. So, you know, as we get into our our fiscal year planning, um, we are thinking about you know what is our 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 campaign strategy going to be for the next fiscal year. And as we're kind of determining what that is, I like to bring our partners in. Um, I like to obviously bring our internal teams in. We kick off this whole kind of planning effort. And kind of going back to what I said earlier about you know what I had learned in this journey and when I met with our field marketing teams, one of the things that they really wanted to see were you know, what are our partners' priorities and then how do their priorities align to what it is that we're trying to do from a, a global campaign's perspective. Um, you know, what vehicles do they like to execute with, and, and so many other details. And so we build a lot of that information together. There's a whole team of us that do it. It's not just me. It's, again, folks from our partner management organization, folks from our partner product marketing team. Um, we align with, obviously, our, our campaign strategy team. We align with our, our, our uh, portfolio messaging team um, to really determine, you know, what are our key messages, where do our partners align, and how. Um, that's one of the big things that, that we work on. That's probably the the most fun part of, or my f- most fun season, busy season, uh, as, as being in the in this role. Interesting, yeah, because I know, you know, one challenge I often hear on the partner marketing side is, you know, you, you take a company like Dell that might be working with Intel, NVIDIA, AMD, how do you differentiate those those programs, right? Like, yeah. I, I, I assume Dell doesn't want to just swap logos out, right? That does no Absolutely. justice to the partners. So is that where kind of understanding these priorities kind of comes into and telling a unique story? Like, absolutely. I'd love to know yeah. how you guys approach that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think it's, it's something that's difficult, but you know, the big thing and the big thing, uh, well, the big thing that I like to focus on in this role is um, how do we build the right approach to strategically and authentically bring our partners into our global campaigns. Um, in some cases, you know, it's it, just based on the how the creative goes, there, there's gonna be cases where, um, you know, we have to look for what is the right way to bring them in. Um, we want everything to be as authentic as per, as possible. We want to collaborate. Um, anytime that we're building any creative, we we like to review that with our partners and kind of showcase, you know, where they fit into that creative. But right, you know, across the industry, if you look at you know certain lines of business, there are a lot of OEMs and there's a lot of partners and a lot of technology all together, right? And so it can make it difficult. Um, I think. Ultimately, you want to look for, you know, how do we differentiate as much as we can? Um, I think that's all you can do. Um, but again, I think it goes back to that collaboration. And really, I try to approach it as transparently as possible with all of our partners, because I think that helps us build that trust that we need. Yeah, and I imagine collaboration also goes internally, too. You know, working with Field and, and all these other organizations you mentioned internally, is it hard to get their input? Are you chasing people all day long? Like. I imagine a lot of it came back to the relationships you built, but you know they probably don't have to work with you, but it obviously benefits them if they do. Like, what does that part look like when you're trying to chase people down internally and, and get them to collaborate and work together? Yeah, it's you know it's it's um, 
it's changed a lot. It's evolved quite a bit since I initially took this role. I mean, when I initially took this role, and we, would, you know, I've mentioned the guidance that we build out, um, there there wouldn't be much about kind of, um, you know, we would work about how, you know, on how our partners would be integrated. But you know, when we talk about the guidance that we'd hand out, there weren't a lot of um, highlights about those partnerships. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as we've evolved, not only have we obviously fix that, but I think the the train of thought for everybody that, that works at Dell has also changed, at least in the campaigns org that I work with. I mean, initially it was, oh, do we, you know, how do we build our partners in and, you know, what is the benefit and all those good things. And, and then as we kind of, I look at this role as a lot of education too, education internally. Um, you know, I educate obviously, you know, the partners on our strategy and, you know, the campaigns overall, but it's also a lot of education internally about, you know, what are the partnerships why do they matter? Uh, why is their technology important? Um, how does it differentiate you know, the technology that we're putting into market? Um, I think the, the more education that we were able to give to our creative teams, the more um, open they were. And it's, it's a lot less of me chasing them down now. It's a lot more of them coming to me and saying, hey, you know, we know that we need to integrate our partners here and we know we need to do it the right way. What's the right way to do it? And then we pull in all the right people. A lot of it is um, dot connecting, right? Yeah. Bringing the right people together to have the conversation. Everybody wants to have it, um, and they want to make sure that we don't get to a point where you know we run to any challenges down the road. Um, so they're, everyone's pretty eager. Now, did that? I love it. The fact that now they're coming to you. Was that an education of, hey, you guys you know, need to do this to get on board? Or is it more of an education, show them the value of what's going to happen if we start working together and, and collaborating? Yeah, it was more of the latter, showing them yeah. the value of what happens when we collaborate together. I mean, you know, I think, again, the collaboration is so important. And I feel like um, everyone, is, everyone has a subjective view to the creative that we're going to kind of put into market mm-hmm. and the strategy. And ultimately, you know, our strategy is going to be our strategy, but we need to figure out the right way to bring our partners in. But I think that uh, all of our teams are much more open because in a lot of cases, there's ways to showcase why we can be better together um, in some of the things that we go and do. Yeah. I want to hit the pause button to ask if you received your latest customer engagement research from Foundry home of global editorial brands like CIO.com. Did you know that 87% of tech decision makers say that it's challenging to find high quality content when looking to make a tech purchase? Customer engagement is actually one of my favorite tech reports as it dives into the content consumption habits of tech decision makers. And it helps marketers understand the challenges and opportunities when marketing to tech buyers. The report goes into detail on how content's been consumed to help make purchase decisions, and how those consumption habits change based on the buying persona and where people are in the purchase process. Learn how to drive greater results through your marketing activities through the insights of Foundry's Customer Engagement Study. Get your free copy of Foundry's Customer Engagement Study by heading over to foundryco.com slash on the road. That's foundryco, F-O-U-N-D-R-Y-C-O.com forward slash on the road. And don't forget, If you want to support the show, subscribe to our new YouTube channel or give us a rating, like, or even a comment on your favorite podcast platform. Cheers. So how how are you in your role? You know, what are your your success metrics? How are you showing, hey, I'm doing a good job at this? Yeah. Man, um, that's a good question, too. Um, I think, um, you know, when we look at the creatives that we do, 
and you know that they are performing and how they're performing if they're performing well um, that we are having really positive relationships with our partners um, I think that there's a couple different things that we look at you know one is at, um, we look at you know how are we evolving um, in terms of um, well, there's a few different categories that we look at. Ultimately, we look at, you know, how are we driving pipeline and revenue mm-hmm. down the funnel, all those good things. Yeah. Um, my success, I feel like, is, you know, making sure that we are connecting the dots, uh, making sure that we are bringing the right partners into the creative um, and, and bring them in at the right time. Um, it's a lot about, I think, making sure that we're having those right conversations. That's really what I, I try to make sure that we're doing. Um, you know, there's, there's vendor funding dollars at stake all the time, right? Um, I think the, the big thing that I try to show is that um, the value is bringing all the right folks together. You know, I, I kind of look at my role as uh, I'm kind of like the, the, the face of global campaigns to our partners and to our internal partner teams. Yeah. And in the face of those partners and that partner team back to global campaigns, um, that's how I kind of look at the value of this role. Yeah, no, that's similar to what I keep hearing too, is especially around, um, you know, the, the positive relationship with the partners. I, I hear that come up time and time again. Is that, I mean, it's gotta be somewhat subjective. Is it, is it anecdotal feedback that you're getting from the partners and, and you're taking that up the chain? You know, how, I, I know it's impossible to measure, but like, how do you, how do you report on that? Or, you know, how do you, how do you spread that internally when a partner's happy? I mean, is it just, hey, this is what they're saying. This is, we're seeing more transactions. I think the big thing for me is seeing that they wanna do more together. Right, and so that's those are some of the things that we focus on. I mean, we do, you know, we try to do some workshops with our partners and figure out, you know, what are the right things to kind of go and do together. Um, when I, you know, when we when we leave like a, a quarterly marketing review, right, with all of our executives, um, in turn, you know, Dell and and partner related, you know, if everyone's really jazzed about the work that we're doing together, you know, they see, you know, whatever the creative is that's in market. Um, you know, we do have some performance metrics that we share as well. Um, that's what gets them really jazzed, but they also are wanting to do more together. And I think that's really the, the, I think that's the big element for me is seeing that they want to do more. And are you doing these workshops for the, for the partners that are giving you MDF or the partners that you're giving MDF to? Um, so for my role, it's the partners that are giving us MDF. Yeah, in, interesting, because I'm always, you know, I always thinking about it from the other side, because, you know, if I'm an Intel and I want to give Dell MDF, I'm, I'm you know, I want to make sure Dell's using that money, right? The more MDF they're taking, the more we're advertising, the more Intel product we're moving. So it's interesting that you're, you're almost bringing value to Intel, you know? So I guess my question is, if, if you know, the Intels of the world out there, I, I hate this, I'm picking on Intel, but anybody, you know, what, what are things that they should be doing to, to help partners like Dell? You know, should they be doing workshops of their own? Are there other things that you think they should be doing to, to bring value to the Dells of the world? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think that, um, you know, in terms of the workshops that we do, and, you know, you talked about, like, MDF, and there's part of the education that I've tried to do internally is, you know, there's so many different um, funding types across the different partnerships. You know, there's, there's earned dollars, there's MDF, which is I kind of look at it as more of, you know, the earned dollars being more of using towards you know programs that each mm-hmm. that the partners have, MDF being more of you know what they they write their own checkbooks out right, of right, yeah. and so in terms of you know how the dollars are used there it goes it's different across different activities you know some dollars are used for or some types of dollars are used for certain activities while others are used for others. Um, I think you know the big thing would be that that any partner could do is kind of 
make sure that we're that we're aligned in our strategies or, or highlight where we're aligned in our strategies highlight what what they're doing um, what we're doing together where there's um, some similarities you know and it's not only from a company perspective but like if you look at you know how, how do our brands line up how do our campaigns line up are we going after the same things and if there's something that we're we're not aligned on let's just kind of keep that off the table and we'll we'll you know circle back to it if it if yeah. it makes sense at a future time yeah now you're dealing with partners that are that are highly competitive amongst themselves right especially around the the ai space right now you know, are you having to be very sensitive and walk a tightrope from one partner to the next? Like, what does that part look like in terms of their competitiveness? And obviously, they all want to be number one partner with you. Yeah. How do you navigate that competitiveness? It, um, it's interesting. I mean, I think again, there's there's a lot of partners in the market. There's a lot of OEMs in the market. I think we try to figure out, you know, what is uh, what are the kind of key areas where we should be going to market together. So, you know, if you talk about um, you know, whether it's AI or any of the other kind of innovation topics, as we like to call them, is there a specific, you know, part of those topics that we want to kind of go to market on together? Um, you know, obviously, the we're going to kind of try to differentiate, you know, where we can, right, the, and show what's kind of best for both, both of our businesses. Um, but I think that the, the best thing that we can do is try to differentiate and, and just kind of have that transparent conversation about, um, you know, what we're doing with across all of our partnerships. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, it's such a unique space right now. And I, I always go back to what you said earlier about, you know, understanding the individual priorities of that partner. Mm -hmm. And, you know, certainly they all want, you know, driving revenue is probably number one priority, but there, there's unique priorities within the, the stories that they're telling. And then, you know, at the end of the day, those might be completely different stories from one competitor to the next. And, and how you, I feel like the framework you have set up to tell that story can be very unique, you know. Yeah, even, thank you. Yeah. I, I think um, the biggest part is, you know, when we talk about our priorities and sharing them and having the right conversation. I think it's going into all of those conversations super open, yeah. right? Because I think in any relationship, whether it's with partners or whether it's a personal relationship, you want to feel heard and you want to feel understood. And I think that that goes for anybody. And so I try to approach it that way. I think a lot of the folks that I, I have the um, really the opportunity to work with approach it the same way. Um, you know, I try to always hear what each partner is saying, you know, whether there's a challenge or, or whether there's something that's going really well, right? You want to hear what they have to say. Um, and I want them to hear what I have to say too, right? And we kind of come to a compromise based off of some of those conversations. But, you know, I think if you enter those, you know, super open, that's really what's going to lead to the best collaboration. Well, it, it seems like you have it figured out. So I'm going to ask you in a minute about, you know, what challenges that you're either facing personally or you think the industry is facing collectively. But first, you know, if you could go back in time when you first started this, you know, knowing what you know now, what would you what would you tell yourself in those first you know three to six months when you're trying to figure this out? Whether you figured it out later and you wish you'd done it sooner, or that you just know now that you wish you'd done from the beginning? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I, I mean, I think I'd first tell myself like it's going to be okay. You're gonna you know you're gonna collectively figure this out with a number of other amazing folks across you know the the Dell team and across you know our partner teams. Um, I think if I had to go back and think about, you know, what I might tell myself to maybe help things move along a little bit quicker um, is, you know, quite honestly, I'm, I'm kind of glad just kind of think this. I'm glad that I went through what I did because I went through that education process that um, helped me really learn about that part of our marketing organization. Um, it helped me educate others. 
Um, and I still use some of the same things to educate folks. And I think, you know, looking back on some of the things that we did, right? I mean, I went through, you know, like I said, our campaigns team, our field team, our, our partner team. Um, and as part of that, I tried to understand, you know, you know, there's different partner organizations, whether it's, you know, um, a lot of the, it's funny, a lot of the, the confusion that I get often is, um, do I work in channel marketing or alliances and partner marketing? Yeah. And, and what is the difference? And so kind of going back, and I think, I, I think that's one of the things I would maybe build a slide on for folks <laughs> is, is talking about, you know, what is the difference and, and why am I in one versus, not, versus yeah. the other? Um, but I think it's just that education. I'm glad that I went through it. Um, I think, you know, when you go through something hard it, and you come through on the other side, it makes you stronger. It makes you feel more accomplished that, you know, you were able to go and figure out how to do it. Um, I, yeah, I'd say just kind of stick with it and keep doing what you're doing because you're, you're on the right path and you're working with the right people. Yeah, it's interesting. So my, I, I just recorded yesterday with our, our VP of marketing from Foundry. And, um, you know, her advice that she left at the very end was just giving yourself, uh, I think your episode's going to premiere before her, so I'm going to give it away, but, <laughs> but, but just giving yourself some grace and, and allowing that challenge to happen. And, you know, I, I really like your answer because if you didn't, if you didn't go through that stumbling period and just like you said, it's going to be okay, you wouldn't have learned and, and, and grown from it. Yeah. Right, like we, we need that to grow, and I really like I really like that. So so how are you growing now? What's the challenge now? And and again, you know, I, I don't want you to, you know, necessarily have to say at Dell we're struggling with this, so it can be more, you know, what the industry's facing. But you know, what are the challenges out there? I think you know uh, a couple of things. I'll say, you know, for me personally, um, you know, trying to continue to learn and grow. Right. I mean, there's there's always something new to learn. Um, you know, I'll say that, you know, like I said, we're, I'm working across, you know, what we call Pandel and business and consumer and gaming. There's elements within each of those that I can definitely do a better job of. Um, and I think, you know, taking ownership of, you know, trying to figure out and learn and, and continue to evolve the, um, how, we, how we build our campaigns with our partners with, within each of those. Um, you know, there's, there's always different opportunities when it, whether it comes to um, some of the different vehicles that we kind of go to market with. So, you know, one of the things that we've done a lot more of this year is social. Mm -hmm. um, we have a, a great social team within our, well, we have multiple social teams. We have a great, you know, business social team within, within Dell. We have a great social team within Global Campaigns. Um, and we're trying some different things. We're doing some new things. Um, just having a better understanding of, of things like that. Better education on, you know, those vehicles. Better education on some of those segments specifically. Um, I think it's something that can help me grow. Um, continue to build the relationships. You know, I think one of the things I find is that across all of our partners, right, there's always going to be change, whether it's within Dell or within the partners. And so it's, I think that's often one of the biggest challenges is how do you continue to keep that momentum going even when there's changes in the folks that you're working with? Um, you know, and I think that, you know, and we've had this with one of our partners recently. There was a change in some of their leadership uh, about a year or so ago, and we continue to have great collaboration, you know, and I think it says a lot about the partnerships that we've been able to make um, is that we're able to continue doing that. Now, in terms of the, the partnerships you've been able to make, is it is face to face coming back to help strengthen some of those relationships? Or are you still doing everything virtually? A mix of both. Yeah, um, I've had the opportunity to go down to Austin probably about twice a year. Yeah. Um, and I, I was went to uh, Dell Technologies World last year. I'm hoping to go again this year. No word on that just yet. But, you know, I think the FaceTime, you know, you, you can't there's nothing that's better than the FaceTime, yeah. right? I mean, you know, we kind of deal with being able to build the relationships over, you know, Zoom and Teams and, and whatever it may be. Um, um, 
I think in person it's just a different element. You know, there's, uh, you know, when you're when you're meeting um, in your office at home or at work, and you're you know virtually connecting with somebody. There isn't that opportunity within, outside of the first five minutes of the call, right, to catch up yeah. on, you know, family, you know, um, kids, you know, what are you doing in your personal life on the weekends, all those kinds of things. Um, when you are able to get together in person and, you know, go out for a, a drink or go out for dinner or just have that extended time, you know, there was um, somebody I met with in Austin, I think it was back in, I don't know, it was uh, I think it was late last year. We went down, we, we got some hot chocolate, and we, you know, that's my thing, I'm a hot chocolate guy. Um, and we just kind of chatted, you know, uh, she told me about her, her kids and her family, um, what she used to do before she worked at the, uh, the partner that she's, that, that she's working for now. Um, and we were able to exchange some stories, and I, that to me is how you really build the, the true, true relationships. I mean, you have the working relationship, and you kind of show, you know, different teams, you know, what, what it is that you're working on, and how you're bringing something to the table, and they, same thing for them. But again, there's, you can't, you know, nothing can be can can overtake the that you know in person. It's it's so true. I mean, I think some of the the, the best business deals I've ever done have come from walking to the meeting or walking out of the meeting. You know, um, back to the back to the you know, the lobby, and then on the on the personal note, you know, I mean, as a, as someone on the sales side, I feel like I cannot fully advocate for a customer unless I really know them. Like yeah. we can do a transactional deal all day long, but if we're really going to go out and do great things, like there's got to be some sort of deeper connection. And a lot of that comes from what you're just saying. Like, yeah. who are you as a person? What do you value? How do you like to work? Like what's important to you? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you get that, that mutual respect and then you go from there. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. You know, I think whenever I think about being in person, I think back to something when I was an intern for what was EMC, which obviously EMC was acquired by Dell. Yeah. Um, you know, I was an intern and Big snowstorm. We were having a global marketing meeting. People were flying in from all over the world. This was back in 2007, six, seven, maybe. I don't know. And um, and we were trying to print these marketing booklets. And at that point in time, like our our, I think it was our um, whoever was doing our printing back then, they weren't able to come into the office because of the snowstorm. Um, I had called a. Um, a company and asked them if they could help us do it, just, you know, a local retail store. And um, they had said no over the phone. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go out. I'm going to go over there and see if, if they'll do it. It's harder to turn somebody away in yeah. person. Sure enough, right? They, they printed them there. They were done by the end of the day. And <laughs> just because you showed up, Just because huh? I showed up, yeah. right? It was, there's something to be said about being in person. It is. It's so true. I mean, I think, a, I think it's harder to say no. Um, and I, I think people's just, their barriers come down a little bit, yeah. right? You know, you're, they realize you're not just, you know, a screen. You know, half the time, some of them might not even be looking at you. They could have their email up or something, right? right? And just to have that one-on-one, I think is, it's a much deeper deeper connection. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, without, without you know, your boss watching this and saying you're ready for that promotion, where do you go from here? Like, what, what, what do you hope that next level is? What do you want to be doing, you know, a couple years from now? Is it still in partners at a different level with partner? Like, what does that look like? Oh, man, that is the, that's the hardest question. Every time, anytime anybody asks me that, I was kind of, I kind of stiffen up because I'm not, you know, it's hard to tell. You know, I, I've really enjoyed what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, th- this role has expanded uh, a couple times now. So, you know, is there an opportunity? Your title can't expand any further, though. I, know, I think you're, I know. you're max we, there. <laughs> can we maybe add a few more, yeah. a few more acronyms or something onto it? You know, I think there's different ways that it potentially expand. Um, maybe I don't know. Um, I think, and it's funny. You know, I, I caught up 
every once in a while, you know, I try to keep in touch with all my old leaders. And yeah. uh, again, I've been so lucky to have such good leaders to, and, and I'm still able to connect with them all. Um, one of them had asked me, you know, um, have I figured out what I want to do when I grow up yet? Or, you know, <laughs> have I still not? It's hard. I mean, I think um, I, I've had the opportunity to connect with some some folks uh, a little higher up um, yeah. that, that have asked me some similar questions. And they say, you know, just look at any role and say, like, do I want this role? And, you know, I think when I look at some of our executives and, and some of the things that they're able to do and being able to witness them in action and, and the conversations that they have, like, man, I wish I, I would love to be able to do that someday. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure exactly what that would be at this point, but um, for now, I'm really happy where, where I am. You know, I think, you know, the technology industry right now is, is, has been tough for the last year or so anyways. You know, um, so happy that um, I'm at Dell Technologies, happy I'm, I'm where I'm at and, you know, feel really thankful. Um, but yeah, always, you know, looking to see what, what I can do next. And um, it, I think part of it is having, you know, continued career conversations with, with leaders, you know, whether it's my leader or my leader's leader or my leader's leader, le- leader's leader, you know, yeah. I think, and all of that has been on the table. I've been able to do all of that, which has been really helpful. Um, yeah, it doesn't answer your question. No, but, it's, you know, you know I, you know, first of all, I think Dell's very similar to IDG Foundry in that, you know, people of Dell have been there for a long time. Same thing here. Like, I've been here 12 years. My boss has been here, you know, 20-something years. And it's, they're home. 17. Yeah, yeah, 17. Wow. Through internships. Yeah, internships yeah, yeah. count, so. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, um, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it, it's good to be at a place that allows you to grow within the organization, Absolutely. you know? And it's funny you say that, you know, trying to figure out what, what I want to do when I grow up. Like, that's how I feel, too, you know? And yeah. and I'm starting to learn it's, 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 it's not something you ever necessarily reach it's you know if you're doing something you love it's just constantly evolving and that's that's kind of where I've been you know and I'm running a big sales team and all of a sudden now I'm doing a podcast and you know I'm, I'm kind of an SME on the partner side and it's just every couple of years it kind of evolves a little bit and I'm, I'm learning to accept that and try to accelerate within that framework you know professionally yeah I think you know your career journey takes takes you where it takes you. I mean, a lot of it is, you know, you have to figure out what are the things you want to do and, you know, because otherwise you don't want to take you somewhere that you don't want to go, yeah. right? But I've been really fortunate um, up until now to, to be taken in the, in the, uh, the direction that I, I've enjoyed so far, and I'm hoping that um, again through through continued conversations, things like that, that it, it takes me, it continues to take me in the right direction. Oh, cool! All right. Well, I don't know if you know that this is coming, but we're going to do a lightning round. Oh boy, I did not know that. Okay. I'm going to ask you five quick questions. And by the way, I did this with uh, Melissa Nasserino and. Uh, my wife told me that I did it wrong <laughs> because, because I, she, I would ask a question and then I'd talk about the answer and ask a question and then talk about the answer. My wife goes, it's a lightning round. It's supposed to be quick. Oh, She's man. like, you do it a slow thunder round. <laughs> I wish you'd said that after this one. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so just quick and then I'll move on. So, all right. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Okay. Say good day, mate, in your best Australian accent. Good day, mate. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just going to keep going. Terrible. I know. Uh, I'm sorry. Descri- describe yourself in three words. Oh, man. Um, loyal, loving, and uh, collaborator. If there is a spider in your house, do you kill it? It depends if my wife's home or not. <laughs> if you had an all-expenses-paid trip to Cleveland, would you take it? Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> yeah? Well, if it's in the spring, yeah, I'd go see, the, see an Indians game. Or if it's in the winter. If it's in the winter? 
Um, I don't know. I go see a, a Cavs game yeah, or, okay. or a Browns game. Yeah, it depends. I'd yeah. have to think about it. <laughs> My, and I have family in Cleveland too, so oh, I feel man. like I'm allowed to ask that joke Fair or ask that question. <laughs> well, Dan, this has been awesome. I have just one last question for you, and, and that's what piece of advice do you want to leave for people on the road? Yeah, I mean, I think um, a couple things that I, I usually like to to tell folks that are younger in their career that I, I have the opportunity to connect with is, you know, number one, just be kind. Um, cause first of all, you never know what anybody's going through at work. Um, and you know, I think, you know, when you show people kindness, they show it back to you. Um, and that goes a long way in your career, I think. Um, the other thing I'd say is, um, you know, this is advice that I, I got after I didn't get a job earlier in my career. Um, you know, I didn't have, I wasn't looking at my role and how it connected to the greater picture. And being, a, being able to connect the dots throughout my career is something that I've tried to pride myself on since I learned that back when I, after I didn't get that job. So mm. be kind and be a dot connector. I, I love that. I love that. Well, here, cheers to being kind. I love it. Cheers. Thanks for coming on the show, Dan. Thank you for having it's good me. Stuff. This was great. This podcast has been brought to you by IDG Communications Incorporated, doing business as Foundry. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on this program are those of the participants and do not necessarily represent those of Foundry or the participants' companies.